0: Charter and Indo askeelige. Time iman iruk te yen of Chacht erachar. Agus soiligam amakansha gar fejer erachr enuik kiat len ev winterthing. schilti ves, turme.
1: Tashay si dochretche nach vetok ara igornamion an question ecol. Vi antalim agin am griv arachar yeah, the Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. Today on the Indo Daily, the many trials
0: of Donald Trump and what does it mean for his 2024 election bid? A New York jury has found that Donald Trump sexually abused Eugene Carroll, a writer, in a New York department store changing room almost three decades ago.
2: Breaking news, a verdict has been reached now in the case of E. Carroll versus former President Trump.
0: Kelly? Now, this means the former president is now a legally defined sexual predator.
2: Carol left the Manhattan courthouse smiling today. She did not speak there, but released a statement saying in part, I filed this lawsuit against Donald Trump to clear my name.
1: And today the world finally knows the truth.
0: The civil case ruled that the former president is not a rapist.
1: The US jury, in this case, finding Donald Trump did not rape E. Jean Carroll, but that he did sexually abuse her, two million in compensatory damages for that, 20,000 in punitive damages for that, and then find that he did defame uh, defame Carroll, 2.7 million, so about five million altogether, Scott.
0: Trump has labeled the verdict a witch hunt and he intends to appeal. I have no idea who she is, where she came from. This is another scam. It's a political witch hunt. And somehow we're going to have to fight this stuff. This isn't the first or indeed the last spot of legal bother to cross his path. But with the 2024 presidential election around the corner, will Tuesday's verdict trip up Trump? I'm Fiona Sheen, and joining me today on the Indo Daily are Stephen Moore, former economic advisor to Donald Trump, who works with the Heritage Foundation think tank in Washington, and Neve Horn, the Sunday Independent journalist who interviewed the ex president on his recent trip to Dunebeg. Steve, uh, a, a tricky week, you'd have to say, for, for Donald Trump. Um found in a, a New York court to have sexually abused, the writer E. Jean Carroll. Uh, what's your view on that case and, and the jury's ruling?
2: Well, I think the country is extremely divided on this ruling, just as uh, they are about tr- everything about Trump is so polarized. And so as someone who's been a uh, supporter of Trump, I worked for him uh, in the 2016 campaign as one of his economic advisors and met with him many times in the Oval Office. Um, I think that, the, that any fair-minded person would have to say that this is a, a preposterous uh, verdict by this court in New York. And uh, it's, a, it's an evidence-free finding by the, by the jury. Uh, there was no evidence whatsoever of this um, sexual misconduct happening. And I think a lot, what, what happens when you get these kind of cases with Trump is that it only solidifies his base of voters that Trump just can't get a fair hearing and that the media and the left wing establishment is so much against him that there is a fundamental miscarriage of, of justice here. And look, like it doesn't it's not just this particular crazy decision by this jury when there was no evidence of this happening. But it's, I mean, try to imagine, by the way, if you were someone who uh, 25 years ago, you know, some, some, um, someone alleges that you did something 25 years ago. Um, how do you even defend yourself against something like that? So I think it also goes to the fact that the media has so abused Trump Again, whether you like Trump or don't don't like him, you know. Let's not forget that for the first two years of his presidency, the the um uh, the the media waged this outrageous falsified claim about Russia collusion, and they spent every single night of this first two years of his presidency pursuing this story and making these allegations. Of course, we now know every single one of those allegations was just completely false. And so um, I'm frustrated by it because I'm not convinced that Trump is the best candidate for the Republicans in, in, 20, uh, in, in 2024. And yet the more these kinds of um, allegations are made against Trump, the stronger he gets. I mean, for Trump has never been more popular since the election than he is today with Republican voters.
0: Do you think he, he should have appeared in court? I, I I ask that because he was in Ireland in recent weeks and he was talking about going back to New York to to deal with these allegations and potentially people interpret that as that he was going to appear in court and, and give evidence himself. Was it a mistake that he didn't do that?
2: Well, look, I'm not a lawyer, mm-hmm. so I can't really answer that question. But I will say this, that I don't think you give this kind of... Um, delegation the time of day and so um you know the fact that this court and look the other thing that's important for your audience to understand is that our justice system has become political and this is a terrible development in the united states so if this if this case had been held in wyoming or if this case, uh, case had been held in indiana there's absolutely no way the jury would have found him guilty. This was New York, where, where, you know, very, one of the most liberal places in the country where Trump is hated by a large uh, you know, percentage of voters. So once the venue was – in, in other words, this had been Washington, D.C. There's no way Trump would have uh, been able to um, – you know, he would have been convicted in Washington, D.C. And this is a problem with our justice system right now. Justice is not blind right now. It's, it's become political.
0: What about Trump's reputation, though? In 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 this regard, we we, we saw again uh, a video that surfaced during uh, his first presidential election mm-hmm. campaign uh, about his his comments access Hollywood about about right. grabbing women. It, th- yep. does, does that does that serve against him now? You think in cases like this, and with well, some justification, bit, you know?
2: Sure. I mean that that you know some of those crude. An outrageous thing that he said on those uh, Billy Bush tapes, you know, certainly hurt him, especially with women. And there's been a lasting impact of that.
1: And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Grab them by the pussy. You could do anything. That's what you said, correct?
0: Well, historically, that's true with stars.
1: It's true with stars that they can grab women by the pussy? Well,
0: that's what it's if you look over the last million years, I guess that's been Largely true, not always, but largely true. Unfortunately or fortunately,
1: and you consider yourself uh, to be a star.
0: I think you can say that. Yeah.
2: So Trump is no angel. There's no question about that. But this is, you know, I think any fair-minded person would say, "Come on, you're going to bring a, a sexual misconduct case 25 years later when well, Trump's <laughs> I don't even know. who You know, she doesn't know when it was. She doesn't within it." Was in a, a high security place where there are security cameras. There's there's no evidence of this. So again, I, it just seems to me. Let's have this out. Trump is is likely right now to be the Republican nominee. Let's talk about issues. Uh, Trump's character has been, you know, that was the an issue in, in the 2016 campaign. I mean, people knew that Trump, you know, uh, of these kind of allegations against Trump, and yet they still elected him president. So. Why is it that now, just as he is announcing he's running for president in 2024, do these mysterious um, complaints uh, arise now? And again, I think it's, it's all political.
0: What about Trump's tactic of going into the lion's den, of doing a town hall with, with CNN in, yes. in New Hampshire? Did you see that as a strategic move in the wake of the court case to, to kind of for him to be seen to be getting out there and confronting his critics?
2: Uh, you know, Trump is always going to do what he's going to do, having worked with him. You know, he he is uh, he uh, sometimes he does go into the lion's den like this. Um, I didn't see the whole interview. I saw a few clips of it. Um, he was kind of mocking this uh, this jury decision. How Americans respond to that, it's too early to know.
0: What do you see as the number one issue for voters come the next election. Is there going to be that character and personality of, of say, Trump or, or another Republican candidate versus uh, Biden and, and uh, his age? Or do you see a singular policy emerging here?
2: Oh, I don't think there's any question that the overriding factor in the next election will be the economy. We've had a really pretty... Uh, lousy economy now for the last couple of years. I was just looking at some of the statistics last night about you know what happened under Trump's presidency versus you know the first two and a half years of Biden's presidency. When you know we had an incredibly uh, prosperous economy under Trump uh, until COVID hit, of course. But up until that moment, you know po- Trump's policies were causing huge wage gains for middle class workers. We had. Uh, you know, very strong economic growth, business conditions were very good. And if you look at what's happened, you know, since Biden's been president, uh, it's been pretty much the opposite. Inflation is just ravaging people's incomes here. It's the number one concern of American voters. So it's all about the economy in 2024.
0: Do you think that, that Biden is is now going to be the, the Democratic candidate and and therefore that's the, uh, the lineup is, is going to be on the Democrat side?
2: Well, I certainly, as a Republican, I certainly hope that Joe Biden is the Democratic nominee because I think he'd be by far the easiest to beat. So we'll see. You know, I, I, I no, I'm not. I don't think it's inevitable that Joe Biden is going to be the Democratic candidate. Uh, he, you know, he he really is showing signs of age. People are really, really concerned about his mental fitness. And I'm not saying that in a disparaging way. I mean, that Joe Biden is all uh, although I think Biden and Trump are uh, roughly the same age, although just Trump shows more energy and mental acuity than than uh, than Biden does right now. But, you know, there is, it's so interesting because there is a whole, you know, younger generation that are yearning for a younger, uh, you know, John F. Kennedy type of leader uh, because both of these candidates are going to be 80s. Yeah,
0: it's almost as if the voters are going to kind of going to kind of write off this election and and we'll see what effect that has on on turnout. Looking at the the Republicans uh, from this side of the pond it's quite entertaining to watch this George Santos saga play out. We had this these allegations of exaggerations lies irregularities relating to him Uh, he's now pleading not guilty uh, after being hit with a series of federal charges been complying throughout this
2: entire process i have no desire not to comply at this point they've been gracious in
0: there now i'm gonna have to go and fight to defend myself the reality is is it's a witch hunt because it it, it makes no sense that in four months four months five months i'm indicted does does a guy like that cause damage to the wider republican party or, or can he just be isolated as one bad apple
2: Well, hopefully he can just be isolated. Uh, You know, I I think that Republicans should have never seated him in the first place. I'm not an expert on, uh, you know, what the rules are. But, you know, he's a bad character, no question about it. And he's a fraud. And so, uh, as you described it, it's a bad apple and you don't want a bad apple in the cart. So he's a problem for the Republicans, although I would bet 90 percent of Americans don't even really know who he is. Uh, The press pays a lot of attention to this, but. Most Americans don't, would, would, if you ask them who is he, they wouldn't, they wouldn't know very much. But you, look, he's a man of, man of terrible character. And that's just is a stain on the Republican Party.
1: Despite uh, prosecutors and special counsels and investigators and piling uh, all these legal snarls up to Trump, it was this five foot three, wily female attorney and this elderly 79-year-old advice columnist who are finally holding Donald Trump liable.
0: Nave you recently met Donald Trump in Doonbeg. Did he strike you that he was in any way nervous about the Eugene Carroll case that was hanging over him?
1: Definitely not. I would say nervous is um, uh, the last word I describe Donald Trump as. Um, Very, very confident and uh, very self-assured and um, went and threw himself into the lion's pit, like didn't avoid the questions. He went down when all the... Reporters were outside at the tee, and he went and played golf and drove the shot off the tee box and answered questions. You know, he was going into it. You know, he was going into it because uh, he wanted to respond. So definitely not nervous. I would say um, uh, just uh, ready to fight. This was what struck me.
0: Yes. Yeah, he, he, you addressed it, it with him, and you've you've you found him a wee bit evasive. Is that fair to say?
1: Well, I don't, I see, you know, I went back over uh, all of the interview. Well, sorry, some of the interviews he's done. He's done thousands of interviews over his career and the type of questions that he is asked and, um, You know, it was like how to approach it in a new way, how to do something a bit different. And so I think there is like a mode that uh, Donald Trump goes into, which is, you know, he has a couple of lines, you know, he lashes them out. It's a hoax. It's false. I'll defend it. So when you ask him about allegations, you know, you know, you're going to get that. So it was a way to kind of go into it a bit differently and i don't know was he prepared you know for how the women in his life how it's affecting them you know how melanie is responding to these cases how his daughters are uh you know uh, uh he was ev- evasive yet well able to well, you're never going to catch donald trump out but you're hoping can you get a tiny bit of an insight into into him um, through kind of going at it uh, with, a, you know, with a bit of a different approach.
0: Yeah, you you, you were very much into what makes him thick. Uh, that's T-I-C-K, not T-H-I-C-K, <laughs> by, by the way, <laughs> in case anybody's wondering. And, and, and also, you'd have to say just, you know, what, what drives the guy? So did you get the impression that he kind of compartmentalises all these different problems, that he just sees... Um, the Eugene Carroll issue as just another issue that he has to, to deal with, that he's just constantly juggling uh, all of these, these problems and challenges and legal actions coming against him. Uh, and that yeah. that's the way he continues. He just keeps everything up in the air all the time.
1: Very good question. Very good question. I think anybody who is very successful, you know, these kind of type A personalities, very high functioning Uh, And, uh, you know, I would say usually men that you meet that are very successful are very able to compartmentalize and that's how they manage. That's how they cope. And uh, yes, I would say for sure. I mean, if anybody that's one thing I thought going into it, if anybody had even one of these things been thrown at them, one of these cases, you would, you wouldn't even be able to get out of bed in the morning. You know, you'd be terrified. You'd be so stressed. But people who operate at Donald Trump's level, uh, it, with so much coming at him, he has to be able to compartmentalize for sure. And the one line that struck me that he said was, "My whole life has been a fight."
2: So you stand by those comments. Well, I don't want to lie, Mr. Oh. President. Here's what. Here's what you want to say. Let's A get to rich the and famous person tonight. has no
0: advantage over anyone else. Well, you do have an advantage. And I say unfortunately, but
1: that's the way it is. You said fortunately or unfortunately. Well, for- and I came away thinking that he gets something from that. You know, that's what drives him. That's he, he almost, it's almost like fuel, you know, because... It just struck me that he's never he's one of these people who really don't ever want to stop. You know, they just want to keep going. His father kept on going, was always working. Go, go, go. I was when I was in the White House. I was I was too busy to ever get lonely because what happens when you stop? You know, and so, uh yeah, I i do. I think that he compartmentalizes things. I think he's always working, always on the go. And and these type of things of anything i think it gives him fuel you know it gives him a purpose
0: do you think that the outcome of that trial will it impact upon him or or will he he literally just absorb it and and use it as to throw it back and say this is part of the 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 attacks against him by by the liberal demor- democratic elements within the united states
1: well it's funny cuz when the headlines first hit the other night like my phone blew up a, you know, text. Oh my God, is he finished? Is this it? Is it he's done? Can he run as a Republican candidate? And you know, I I really wondered. You know, God, how I, I how is he going to come back from this? And then I looked at all, every newspaper, every kind of big uh, media website uh, had it as their headline around the world. And and then I I thought, God, how can he come back from this? And then you look the next morning and they're on to something else. And if anything, I think the whole thing of this 24-hour, um, uh, uh, 24-7 and rolling news and constantly on to the next story, that is something that will help Donald Trump because people's attention span and they move on very quickly. And he's had trom- so much stuff thrown him at this stage. I think, oh, yeah, that back in 2023, when he, you know, this case and this jury found him guilty about that. Does it stick? Oh, I, only time will tell. I don't think anybody can answer that yet. But um, if anybody can survive it, Donald Trump can, because look what he's come back from before.
0: And my thanks to Stephen Moore, former economic advisor to Donald Trump, and Neve Horn of the Sunday Independent for joining me today. I'm Finan Sheen, and today's episode of the Indo Daily was produced by Siobhan McGuire, researched by Paul Highland and Clara Watt, with sound by Niall McMonagall. Archive clips from RTE, News Talk, CNN, Fox News, CNBC, ABC, KTLA, News Talk, and Independent.ie. If you enjoy the Indo Daily, don't forget to like, follow, and leave us a review.